Welcome to the Maker Vision Podcast, a podcast where we help you take your ideas from a dream to reality. Each episode will cover topics to help you overcome frustrations we all encounter in our maker community. I'm Trevor Wanamaker, a part-time maker running MakerExperiment.com, and Martina Miller, who's a full-time maker running Naughty by Nature Designs. We've all encountered bumps and pitfalls along the road we call making, and we are using this podcast to help you avoid the same pitfalls. Welcome to the Maker Vision Podcast for episode 68, where we're going to talk about wanting to learn something new. What's up, Martina? Not much. What's going on with you? Not much. I can't believe we have 68 episodes. I know. It's so weird because I feel like every week we're saying, I can't believe we're at this episode. I can't believe we're at this episode. And then I think that's going to die off and all of a sudden we're going to say, we're at episode 100. How did we get here? You know, I'm looking forward to 100. At the same time, I'm going to be looking at 100 like, wow, we really recorded that many? (laughs) People will, and it'll be crazy if people are still listening. Somebody will be. At least one, I'm sure. You gotta have one. One loyal follower. I mean, who else doesn't want to hear dogs in the background? (laughs) It'll be vacuum cleaners today on my end. Okay, you'll have vacuum cleaners. I'll have the dogs barking because of the vacuum cleaners. (laughs) It's just the circle. So how are you doing today? Not bad. I sound like I'm sick, but I don't feel like I'm sick. You do kind of sound like you're sick. So I don't, you know, normally like when you get a cold or whatever, it's like you feel exhausted. You feel like your face is going to explode, all that. I don't have that, but I just sound like I should. So I don't know. I had to go to the doctor's office the other day, so I don't know if I tried to pick something up or what's happening. But I feel okay. I feel like being exhausted is an everyday occurrence, (laughs) not just when I'm sick. (laughs) Well, you burn the candle at both ends for sure. I feel like I do. Because as soon as I get home, I start doing side business stuff. So I guess that's the the balance of full-time... With part-time. I guess that's why it's like a side hustle and not just a, a hobby. Because yeah, you are def- hustling. It's not a hobby anymore. I wouldn't <laughs> consider it a hobby. I guess in my mind, if you're able to sell things you're making, it's no longer a hobby to me. That makes sense. Because I guess... How do you really define a hobby? Is a hobby just like something you do for fun? I think so. Because I think as soon as you start to make money with it, it's no longer a hobby. I'm looking it up right now. We're being really technical today. The best is Hobby Lobby has taken over the world, so (laughs) trying to look it up, it doesn't even come up with the definition. An activity done regularly in one's leisure time for pleasure. Or a small horse or pony. It's a pony? A small horse or pony. Okay. I didn't know that. I didn't either. We learned something new. So, something for leisure. So, I guess, yes. If you're earning money, it's no longer a hobby. I would consider it no longer a hobby. I think it makes it difficult because now you've turned your hobby into a job. So, to find some other way to have some kind of, like, creative release or, like, way to decompress. How do you even fit that in with 
a job, a side hustle? Like, how do you get a hobby on top of that? I don't think you do. (laughs) If somebody knows, I'd love to hear it because I can't figure it out. I often feel that there's not enough time in the day. And it's not like I'm doing a lot and I'm so busy and everything. But it's like if I guess if I required less sleep or if there was more hours in the day, I don't know how it would work. If we could become more robotic or something and just plug in at night for like six hours and then be on a runtime of like 30 hours, that'd be cool. I feel like I could get a lot done. I could get a lot done that way. Yeah. <laughs> but between full-time job, taking care of kids, doing the side business, I don't, I don't really see where I could... Like, I could fit in time if I was willing to sacrifice time from somewhere else. Yeah. But I can't, like, I can't just stack stuff on top of each other anymore. There's no time left to do that. Oh, I definitely feel like when one thing's busy, everything else happens to get busy, too. And then you don't know how to prioritize and nothing gets done fast enough. Like, right now I'm trying to wrap up all these holiday orders. But then I have construction going on in my house. And now it's supposed to rain this week and I haven't finished doing the drainage to keep the water away from my house. So it's like, how do I prioritize, like... Obviously, my house has to come first because I can't have it flooding. And then I had to follow up with the construction workers because they had to remove one of the eaves for my house to tie in the patio cover. So now that's just exposed to the elements. And we're supposed to storm for three or four days next week. So following up with those guys, making time. And like apparently, they can't make a decision at all. So taking time away from my work to go walk them through how I want things done. And then trying to, <laughs> trying to get these charcuterie boards. And it's, sanding and standing has been a pain in the butt because I tweaked my back a couple weeks ago. So it's like, I can't get enough done fast enough. Yeah. That kind of, that's hard. I know I'm just getting old and broken. And so I went to the doctor for my back and it's confirmed I'm old and broken. She agreed. Well, this is when you need the drum sander. Oh, the drum sander that I almost drove to Vegas for. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You didn't even know about it till after I already had it. You said, I think I'm going to buy this drum sander. Oh, well, yeah, I said, that's, that's a good deal. I might just head out there to go pick it up myself. You wouldn't have made it in time? No, I don't think I could sit in the car that long right now. So, it was having trouble with the conveyor belt motor. Mm-hmm. Or the conveyor belt system. And I took it to the electrical guy at work, and I told you about this. And he stripped it apart and started looking at things. And he said... I. Th- I think it's the potentiometer. Like, you're just making up one. I t- <laughs> because I don't know what that is. I've never heard of it. And then he showed me, and we tore it apart, and he cleaned it up, and he bent some prongs back to where they were supposed to be, and then he resoldered it to the board to try and get a better electrical connection mm-hmm. and put it all back together. But the potentiometer, you know, like, if you have a variable speed of anything, the yeah. dial that yeah. turns, that's the potentiometer. Ah. So... That's what How controls. funny, because it's like, this is the potential speed. We're going to make some weird old name to describe it. Yeah. Here's the potential speed, and here's a way to meter it. Yeah. Hey! <laughs> Not the speed dial, but the potentiometer. Yeah. For the longest time, I couldn't even say it. Yeah. <laughs> so did you just pack that in your van and drive it to work, or what? Frank helped pick it up. And then he drove it by? Yeah. Nice. Good connections, man. And then after he brought it by, he's like, should have snaked that behind you. <laughs> For sure. He's like, I could have gotten that. It's like, well, you could have. That'd be sweet. 
to have a drum sander. I never see one like used for sale here ever. I don't either. But then at the same time, I see like a used Ryobi planer for three hundred dollars. I'm like, I'm pretty sure that was new three hundred dollars. Why are you okay. selling? Like my market is junk for used. So tools. mine's the same way. The only so I just knew the person that had this one. Yeah. But if you look on Craigslist, there, it's like, oh, buy this rigid drill off Craigslist, and it's two ninety nine. Like well, you can buy the set for a hundred and seventy nine at the store. I've sent you the photos of mine where it looks like a like a truck full of rigid or Ryobi tools. Like it looks like, you know, have you what is it? Fast and the Furious where they hijack the yeah. semi truck. Like yeah. it looks like someone did that at a Home Depot delivery. Like quote all. unquote fell off the back of a truck. Yeah, they're like, oh, it's just a warehouse sale. This is last year's model. I'm like, no, it's not. Yeah, that's it gets crazy. What did um Mariano get instead of his drum sander? Did he just get a bigger one? He bought a bigger one a long time ago. Oh, this okay. one's actually been sitting in the shop for a while. Nice. And so I think it'll be. So I bought it because there's a few projects I want to do for like YouTube and stuff. And then I'm hoping that I'm kind of wondering if I can send some of the backers to my signs through it to just like do a one clean pass. Cause right now I hand sand the backer. That'd be, yeah. Because I don't want to use the orbital sander cause some pieces are tiny mm-hmm. and I don't want to like chip it off, but I don't think the drum sander would do that cause it's like one full surface you're not like doing one pressure point and i i'm wondering if i can send the backgrounds to signs through it and have it sanded in one pass you can also finish your cutting board in there too that's also what i'm gonna do (laughs) i also want to make an end grain cutting board which is something that i want to learn yeah how to do for next year or you know at some point it's good that you have a drum sander now for that i was watching um the wood whisperer stories the other day and he was saying he was changing his he has the helical head on his planer and he had to mm-hmm. switch them out to be able to cut. He had figured maple that he was trying to send through the planer and it kept doing tear out and stuff. And then when I flattened my, my heart, nope, my, see, maybe I am sick because my brain's not working. When I tried to flatten my maple charcuterie boards on the CNC the other day, you could see like burn marks, scorch marks every time it passed the figured portions of the maple. And I was like, oh, I have the same problem. Because I was like, I'm trying to adjust the speeds and the feeds and everything mm-hmm. on the CNC. And I was like, no, it's literally like you, the burnout is on each part of the figure, like the more detailed portion of the maple. So it like half of the board looks super like I didn't even have to sand it or anything and the other's like scorched like I oh, tried man. to like chart or something. So I was like, "Oh, I'm going to be here sanding for a minute to get all this down." And Just it was too wide it was too wide to send through my planer, which I'm sure I would have had the same issue. But if I had a drum sander, that would have been amazing. Yeah. So, <laughs> so uh, if it works, if I get it up and working again, I think it'll be great. Yeah, I think that's like as close to having a robot in your shop. I think you'll get if you don't have a laser or CNC. And I think a lot of people don't think about saving their money for one of those versus like a CNC. I get all the time. Like, I think I want to get a CNC. You have one. Tell me about it. And it's like, go for the drum sander, the same price. And that's what takes up most of your time working on projects anyways. And since they're open on one side, you can send big materials through it. Unlike a 12 inch planer. Yeah. This one's 2244. (laughs) I have a six-inch orbital sander, five-inch, whatever. Yeah, well, it was one of those things where I got a good deal and I didn't want to pass it up. So 
I, I bought it. I'm telling you, I would have picked it up otherwise. I would have had my buddy go pick it up, and then I would have kept it at his house until it was ready. Yeah. I think it'll be fun, because now I can do an end grain cutting board. I can do one other project I want to do in, in It'll be late. good for your epoxy stuff, too. If you ever, yeah. if you yeah. can work on your shop stool again. <laughs> oh, don't even remind me. So learn something new. How to put threaded inserts in without breaking the bolt. Because that's what happened. Dude, the, you have the... They looked like the crappy inserts, too. Which is weird, because Ken uses them, and he's full-time. But it looks like the ones that you're, like... The ones I get, you feed in with, like, a hex key. So it's super easy, and they're more durable. Yours looks like you're supposed... To, not that you're supposed to put a flathead screwdriver in, but they have that little... Yeah. So that's why I was like, I think you stripped your insert as well as broke the bolt off in there. So I didn't strip the insert. The problem was I didn't have a flat blade big enough to fit that. Cause that opening was bigger than my largest screwdriver from like flat part to flat part. Yeah. So my screwdriver just like went in the middle and did nothing. <laughs> but so I sheared the bolt off in it and they, I took it over to Ken's shop and him and his business partner actually had to drill it out. But, so, that's on the underside, right? Yeah. Oh, I guess to maybe to get it to line up with the holes in the base, you had to get it out. No? Yeah. Why did you... But couldn't you just shift it a little bit? It's a round top, isn't it? No, it was it was protruding from the surface. Okay. So, it, it would have made the seat angled. Okay. Because I was like, why didn't you just move it? But I guess that makes sense now. Yeah. So actually, so I posted that picture on Instagram. Mm -hmm. And one of the guys that we met at the Maker Meetup here in Vegas. Why I was included? Uh-huh. Um, so he tagged some insert company. And then the insert company messaged me. And they're like, well, which ones are you using? And I told them what size they were. And they said, okay, we'll get some out to you in the mail so you can try these out. Nice. Who's the insert company? Rampa Tech. Oh, I've heard those are really good. So that's who is sending me some inserts. Nice. Yeah, I've heard so, good Yeah, those feed... I think feed, they're supposed to show up Monday. Those feed in like the ones I use, but I get mine on Amazon. So if they if they send me the same size I was using, I'm going to try those out instead and see if I can... So the problem was... I didn't drill the hole deep enough, and I was trying to crank it down into place, and I there was nowhere to go because the hole wasn't deep enough, and I was basically putting a bunch of force with nowhere to go, and it sheared it, which it was, I mean, it was a zinc-plated bolt from Home Depot, so. Yeah, those aren't very high quality either. Yeah, they're not like hardened steel or something, so. Bummer. You live, and you learn, and you screw up, and then you... Learn again. Then you become like uncensored in the shop because there's a bunch of foul language and everything. So I was not recording at the time it snapped because I was like, why am I having so much trouble with this? So I turned the camera off and I was just trying to feed it <laughs> in. That's what I and then it snapped and I was like, Fah! and I just finished the word, like yelled it in my garage. That... It's like, I'm glad nobody's home. That gets heard in my shop often. Well, it gets said, I should say. No, I don't know if anyone hears it. But the other day, like I had the dust collection on. I had my headphones in so I couldn't hear something and something, I think the CNC was running and something wrong happened. So I dropped a curse word and I think it was so loud that people would have been able to still hear it. I can't remember what I was so mad about. Oh, I think when the bit gouged out a oh. chunk of my charcuterie board, that's probably what I was like freaking out. I just like, 
Let's see if we actually get to the topic today. I just feel like with those cam clamps in the CNC, that there's no way that that's the best method. So before I was losing stuff because I didn't have like a good way of holding stuff down. So I did the wasteboard with the threaded inserts. And now they like don't, like I crank them down, I tighten them up and everything, but they don't hold, I feel like equal amount of pressure on each side. So then it teeters and it pops up on one end. So that's what happened is that the board went down on one end and high on the other end. So the bit went through it and just like, so I think it's like the size of a quarter for um, the flattening bit that I have, but it was like a, a six inch long gouge out that size and like a quarter inch deep. Cause I wasn't watching. I was like, ah, so I was like, okay, let's build a fence and let's try making a different size or a different style of clamps so then I could set stuff in the corner with something that's like stationary and mm-hmm. larger and then just do like I don't know if a hold down clamp would be better probably not for that because it was flattening and so a hold down clamp would get in the way still but that's those cam clamps are not the business they're driving me freaking crazy I've always wondered if you put like a little clamp in the corner mm-hmm. like that is the shape of a corner that's what I think I need to make some 90s and then put a fe- like dedicate a fence to it and just like start putting smaller stuff on it and know that if I try and put something larger on it like it's not worth it like I'll end up losing yeah. the material so it's patience man that's a- oh look it something I want to learn how to be more patient and how do you if you learn <laughs> teach me because I have no how- patience how to be more patient and how to more efficiently use the CNC because I want to set it and forget it, but like there's just too many variables and too much could go wrong. And it's something simple. Like I was trying to do like a 30 second of an inch pass, like along everything. And then look how much material got, I didn't post about it, but look how much material got taken out. And I was like, Oh my God, I don't even have more maple to make another board, like trying to figure out. So luckily the next day I walked away from it because I know myself. So the next day I was more patient, just did slow pass by slow pass. I typically walk away. It's I know myself by now. It's only going to get worse if I try and fix it when I'm heated. So it's it's one of those things where it's definitely okay to try something new that you've never done. And it's also okay to be really mad when it doesn't work out the first time, <laughs> or the second, or the third, or the tenth. Because eventually you'll learn it. But I have no patience. And... I'm not going to pretend that I have any patience, but it's one of those things where something will go wrong. Like that time that I was working on a sign that was acrylic. This was before I started using the double-sided tape and I had the acrylic adhesive bottle. So it looked like this. And so this bottle is a, how many ounces is this thing? It doesn't actually tell me. It's got to be. It just looks like a little tiny little bottle. So it's four ounces. And I had this on the, like the corner of the workbench that I was assembling on. And I went to put the brush back in it to get glue out. And my hand went too far down and knocked the whole bottle off the thing. And then it just started raining acrylic glue onto my pants and onto my workbench and onto the floor. And at that point, I was like, I am effing done. And I walked inside. I just left it. I I hate when... Like, I have my CA glue open because I'm using it, and then it gets knocked over, and then all of a sudden I have, like, a little mountain of CA glue, and it eats away at my melamine. So, like, it, it's weird because it doesn't burn a hole through, like, wood when I'm using it, obviously. Like, 
Yeah. But the moment, like, it has, like, just, it, like, a little crater afterwards, like, if I wipe it up. And sea glue's not cheap either, so I'm like, I can't spill and something else. Like, wood glue's dirt cheap, you know what I mean? Like, I can't. Yeah, in comparison, yeah. yeah. Well, I also got, well, I got that type on deal, too, so I have a bunch of the $5 one gallons. So oh, I have really dirt cheap glue. I had a bottle of CA glue in my cabinet drawer. That was that's a wooden drawer, and I had acrylic inserts for a nightlight in there too. And there was a slit in the nozzle that I didn't see that I must have caused at some point. And the bottle was standing straight up when I put it in. Evidently, at some point, I I bumped the whole cabinet that fell over. Glue came out of that slit, fused with the acrylic, and fused the acrylic to the wood. You know. So now it's just like a pile of crap that's glued together inside of the drawer. It's so frustrating. Like, this sounds super juvenile, but it's so frustrating working by yourself and having stupid stuff happen like that because you can only blame yourself Mm -hmm. and you can only get mad at yourself. There's no one. Not that, like, it would have been anyone else's fault, but, like, you just want somebody to blame. Exactly. Like, pretty much. (laughs) I just want to be like, well, if so and so wasn't here, this probably wouldn't have happened. Not saying it's their fault, but it's like, oh, it probably wouldn't have happened if there was someone else here. And now it's like, it's just me. It's my fault. Like, I'm the idiot for this happening. And yes, I know it's childish. So. It's, it's always my fault. I just assume. <laughs> it's terrible. All right. I guess we can be professional now and get to let's learn something new. What do you want to learn? I want to learn how to see and see better. I think that's probably going to be what I'm mostly doing any anyways from now on because... I don't want to build big stuff anymore. <laughs> well, CNC, you can put a piece of plywood on there and cut panels. Yeah. And do everything you need to do. Well, I'm probably going to make it to where I can only cut something that's like 26 inches by 26 inches now with my fence that I'm going to put on. But I could still do cool designs on there. Yeah. So I think even like learning like an illustrator, I want to start getting, I want to get into like um, Adobe Premiere and start editing editing video better. Just like I guess, catch back up with technology would be the easiest way to put it. That'd be good. It's almost impossible to ever be caught up because things are no, always new and changing. You can't catch up. But you know what I mean, like to be more savvy with the technology that's available. Yeah, I understand that. It's programs are very difficult to learn, though. They take a lot of work. But the uh, Premiere, I'm still trying to learn more about Premiere. I'm never going to know everything about it because there's just too much. I feel like. Technology's insane these days. So I got that new TV the other day, and I can't even figure out how to pr- finish programming it. It's there's too it's too fancy. Like I love it. It's nice. It's big. It has a great picture, but it has like it's like oh you can integrate Alexa to it. You can do like ambient mode, so it's just like a wallpaper on your wall, like a picture instead of a TV and all this stuff. I'm like I can't figure out how to do any of this. Like I know how to get to Hulu, and that's all that really matters, and only because there's the Hulu button on it. So I just, so. (laughs) Outside of Hulu, so all we watch lately is Hulu, Netflix, and Disney Plus. It doesn't, it came with Disney Plus already installed on it, which I just thought was insane because I got the TV Sunday and Hulu or Disney Plus came out Tuesday, but I didn't have to download the app. Like it was already on there. I was like, how is this freaking possible? That's pretty cool. So, so I feel like I pulled a U. I bought an open box TV because it was like. $200 $200 cheaper and they said they were there when it became an open box TV. They opened it for a customer because he was returning one because the screen was scratched. So they opened up the replacement 
and showed him. And he's like, that one's scratched too. So they had to put it back in the box. Well, there was a plastic film over the screen. So that's what was just like what looked scratched. So I got it a couple yeah. hundred bucks off because of that. Like literally nothing was wrong other than they like pulled the TV out and put it back in. That's the way to do it. So I, you would have been impressed. I'm proud. Yeah. I am so proud. And then I got a price adjustment yesterday on my soundbar because it went on sale for $100 more. I was like, yeah, nice. I can't complain. I finally bought the wireless lavalier mic. So your YouTube videos are going to get more fancy now? I hope. So the reason I did it was for clear audio because there's things sometimes when I'm doing something, I want to talk about what I'm doing, but I'm behind my camera and oh. the microphone that's on my camera yeah. doesn't pick up audio from behind. So it's like really muffled and you can't tell what I'm saying. So this should, no matter where I am in my garage, it should pick up the audio. Nice. Like I could be in the opposite corner from the camera and it should pick up everything. And I don't have to yell or speak really loud sure. like I do you now. You can't be so professional. I'm trying to invest into YouTube more. Like I'm trying to, well, obviously I'm trying to invest into the business and I'm trying to get tools to make doing things easier. So microphone for the camera, computer to edit, and then the drum sander to do projects for the YouTube channel, and then slowly getting things upgraded as I need them. But it's, the camera gear is just as big of an investment as the woodworking gear. <laughs> if not more of an investment. Sometimes it's more. Yeah, and it's hard because, like, at least that kind of stuff, the tech that you use like the cameras and the mics and stuff go on sale more often than tools but at the same mm -hmm. time it's such a big ticket item to get anything like that because your mic was $300 like that's yeah that's a planer right there you know what i mean yeah so and for it to be so small yet you can get like a big tool that has a big impact on your shop for the same price is hard to justify well and if you you can get non wireless ones that are much cheaper that are wired but then you're connected to your camera because they're wired so if you move i was i was worried i would be plugged into the camera i'd move and forget that i was attached to it yeah. and then the camera would just tumble so i saw instead of seeing a 30 dollar microphone i saw a like 1300 dollar microphone for when my camera falls and yeah breaks. exactly so there are still cheaper wireless ones that have like a rechargeable lithium ion battery and eventually those wear out and you can't replace the battery. So I would, this one has like double A's. Oh, there you go. So you, if the batteries die, you just replace them. And a lot of people have said good things about, cause it's a road brand one and a lot of, it has a lot of good reviews and a lot of people recommended it if you want an entry level one. Yeah. Get that. That's an entry-level one. <laughs> entry-level? Yeah, that's nuts. So, we'll see. It's supposed to be here Monday, I think. I feel like now, like, now until Christmas, it's just going to be Christmas every day, because all the little sl slow add-ons of, like, Black Friday and everything will start mm -hmm. to trickle in. So, it's going to be... You know what else I bought? No, I don't. I was trying to think if you told me anything else. I don't think I know that. I haven't told you. I'm seeing if you can guess. It's not tech-related. Is it for the shop, or is it personal? Mm-hmm. It's for the shop. I have no idea. So I bought two little things. One is sandpaper cleaner. So like the, the block uh -huh. that you clean sandpaper yeah. with. And the other one is plastic razor blades. Why? For peeling the tape off of acrylic. Uh, so I don't scratch the acrylic. That makes sense. Yeah, I would have never guessed either one of those. I posted one of the signs I made in Reddit. And a Reddit user replied and out. said, yeah, hmm. Yeah, I posted a sign 
that I made for a construction company into a construction-based thing to say, hey, I just wanted to share in case you guys know who this is. And as soon as I posted it, it was like an hour later, I got banned permanently for life. (laughs) It said that in the message, like, you're permanently banned from this thread. You can no longer participate. It's like, you didn't even tell me why I'm banned. Like, you just banned me? What the heck? But anyway, somebody posted on there and said, look into plastic razor blades like these because you can peel stuff off of acrylic and clean, like, glass and all this other stuff and you don't have to worry about scratching it. That's cool. I was like, I didn't even think about that. So I learned something new of I didn't know there were plastic razor blades. Yeah, I bet that's pretty handy. So I bought two because it came as a Uh two-pack. It's like $10, or not $10, it was $7 for a two-pack with 100 plastic blades. I was wondering because you've had some financial hits this, this week. Oh, God, yeah. So, I was wondering, when you said you bought more things for the shop, I was like, oh, my God, I'm sure that hurts, but I guess $7, you probably don't care. So, it looks like that. Got it. But the, yeah, after my wife's car repair. (laughs) So, everybody, go check your batteries to make sure they're not corroded, because Trevor learned the hard way that corrosion for your battery, battery is very bad. Well, like, I've had a corroded battery before. And usually you just replace the battery. But this one, what I think happened and what the warranty company says happened, I don't think line up. The warranty company is like, oh, your battery corroded. And that's what caused all the problems. So the battery ended up being corroded. And the metal ring from the wiring harness that connects to the battery disappeared. Like the corrosion ate through it. And there was damage in the wiring harness. And they're like, well, the battery caused everything. I'm like, you can't, you can't definitively prove that the battery caused this versus there being a short in the wiring that came back to the battery and caused the corrosion. Like You can't prove either way what happened. They're like, nope, the battery caused it. We can we can definitely confirm that the battery caused all of this, <laughs> and therefore we're not going to cover it. Like, no, you just don't want to cover it, and that's your way out. Makes me want to go check underneath my hood. But yeah. I just went in for a so oil change. So $1,300 later. <laughs> but I separate completely my business finances and money from personal yeah but you're still the one spending that money that's why i was surprised after writing that check you were still willing to put anything into your shop this week because either way if it's two separate accounts (laughs) i know how you are with money so it's like i've already written one big check this week i'm not doing it again so there's there's a few reasons the plastic razor blades is because i did scratch a piece of well yeah but i didn't realize they'd be so cheap like i know you need that stuff the drum sander was just because it was a great deal the microphone I've been debating for six months. So you know how that goes. <laughs> and it was, so the microphone was actually like a hundred dollars off of its normal price, which is unreal. Cause that's like 25% off and that that's rare Yeah, for that kind of stuff. Unless it's, you know, last year's model, but microphones don't seem to get replaced as often. It's not like a TV that gets a new model every year. Yeah. So. I did a lot of waiting for my TV, too. You'd actually be surprised. I've been sitting on it. I've, so I've been waiting to replace ours, and I'm just waiting for ours to die. That's what I kept saying, but it didn't happen. I, have a, I had a Samsung. Like, I'm going to totally, like, brand drop. Um, but I bought that one. It's an LED, like, nine years ago. 
and it's still going strong. But now you could start to tell, like, a, there's a little ghosting. That's why we upgraded. So I went with another Samsung because I was like, man, these things actually last. It's funny. I bought the the plasma we have that I bought in 2008 mm-hmm. is still kicking. That one's an LG. So I bought an LG LED for our living room when we were in South Carolina. And it died after one year and one month. Jeez. So it was just after the warranty period. That sucks. And they wouldn't do anything about it? I had an old Samsung flip phone like 13 years ago. And I it was open and it dropped so it split in half. And the phone still worked with just the keypad part. Like you could just plug in a headset and it still worked. You can call in and call out. You just couldn't see who was calling in to answer it. So at yeah. that moment, I was like, I think I'm going to be loyal to Samsung forever. <laughs> I like a lot of the Samsung stuff I've had. but They just need to make my, tools. My other TV is, I don't, I'm sure I'm not pronouncing this right, but HeSense or HiSense or... Oh, yeah. I don't know how to say it either. We bought it on Super Bowl Sunday. Maybe it's got to be like three or four years ago. And we bought it for like... 300 bucks mm-hmm. and it's like a 55 inch tv and that thing works great i was surprised nice but we are way off topic <laughs> I get, I mean, so what's something else you want to learn i mean with taking on these like with what i'm going to be doing job wise i'm going to be learning a ton we so we're still waiting to hear back on the one house apparently these people okay. are in no rush to even though they said that they really needed to let this house go. Apparently, are no rush to accept our offer. So I still don't know what's happening with that. Uh, so no update on that. But like, just learning how it would be learning how to prioritize stuff for what needs to get done first in order to not like ruin progress or have setbacks and everything. Even with this kitchen redesign that I haven't really posted about because it's not exciting. Like walking through and picking out a backsplash and stuff, trying to get that all coordinated and orchestrated has definitely been a pain in the butt. So learning how to be more efficient and I guess learning how to get your client to make a decision faster because if they can't decide, you can't move forward. But then you can't, like, you can only say so much like, you're the one holding me up, like you're the one holding this process up. Well, you can give them a deadline and say, make a decision by this date or your project gets pushed back this amount of days. You would think that would be... Well, make it happen, and then maybe they'll learn. <laughs> it's so crazy to me. Like, someone has this budget; they're so pumped, they want to get this done, and then it's, but they're like, "Okay, you take the you take over." Like, pretty much, I just make any decision, and I want to see it when it's finished. That's how it starts out, and then it's like, "Oh no!" But I need to look at the countertop, and I can't decide yeah. on a backsplash until I get the countertop, and I can't do this. And I'm like, this. I've already been on this thing, I think, for three months now. And I like that I'm getting, like, the heat of, like, when's the kitchen going to be done? When's the kitchen going to be done? I'm like, I'm doing my job. Like, <laughs> and, then it get, and then it gets hard because it's, like, I have to fulfill these last little bit of orders. So it's, like, I can't say no to that stuff because that's, like, fast, easy money. And this is, like, I, I'm already paid for that other job. But it's, like, it's your fault that you weren't mel- willing to make a decision. So now you get put on the back burner and I got to do other stuff first. So yeah. I guess, I guess learn how to be more firm and order to get things done quicker. I'm not good at that. Either. 
I can be, I definitely can be, I guess like, it depends on what it is. You need to be firm without being a dick. That's the hard part too. Like you want to be efficient and get stuff done, but you don't want to become a rude a-hole. Yeah, because then you don't get client referrals. It was really funny this week. The guy doing the electrical for my patio cover tried to call me and give me the runaround and literally tell me he didn't want to do the electrical the way I wanted it done because it was easier for him. And I was like, I will be home in 15 minutes and we'll talk about this. So I went out there and I guess I came in like very forcefully or something like that because he backed down real fast like when I walked out. But I was like, no, no, like I've already paid for this and they're not going to give me a refund for you to do the labor part of it easier. Like I have, Mm -hmm. I want it run this way for a reason. Like I've already paid for that. You can do it this way. So he's like, okay. And then afterwards, he's like, your way made more sense. And I was like, and it was technically less work for you. I find that a lot of people that like work on houses try to scapegoat things. So annoying. And try to bypass things that should be like requirements. It's kind of amazing. So it's (laughs) the best is, so I'm like frustrated with that. That happens. I go back to like, then I get to work and I'm starting and everything. And then they wrap up the project for the day. When they leave and say they'll come back later, like later on in the week, because they had a, the the downspout came in damaged, so he put up the one that they had, and he's like, "I'll come out and replace it." Then they leave, and I'm like, "Damn it! They didn't even finish this the way they were supposed to. Like, I didn't get a dimmer switch or anything like that." So I think, like, even my personal life, like knowing for my work life, like definitely have a checklist. Remember the stuff they're supposed to be doing, because then I just yeah. emailed the office manager and I was like, "Hey, when they come back, make sure." They remember to bring out the dimmer switch to change it out and everything. They'll be back Monday. But I was like, okay. As much as I'm against writing stuff down, like I'm going to have to start being an adult, making lists, like yeah, make an account, it make, check it, make it a calendar. For right now, Alexa is just my assistant and she Sansa keeps everything. So that's what I felt like this week. Just a huge freaking elf. Like a Santa's little helper. Out in the shop making all those Christmas gifts. There you go. I do want to learn CNC stuff, which... I think you'll have an easy time with it. Ken is getting one, so I'm going to see if I can learn from him as he's doing it. You can go be Ken's employee. Hey, I mean, if he needs some part-time help, I'm not against it. That's such a good connection to have. That's awesome. Well, and he's got, he's got the woodworking ability to build anything that I would ever need. So if there's something that I need help with, or if there's a client that wants something I don't know how to do... I can send it his way, and then if he has something that he doesn't have time to do for laser stuff, he sends it my what way. What did he decide on those standing sign things, those folding signs? I don't know yet. Oh. He went out of town this weekend, so I don't I don't know if he figured... I gave him your idea. I don't know <laughs> if he's going to do it or My not. idea of more work That's but less... Idea. It saves you money. It just takes time. But it's not going to take any more time than... You re-laserate it. Like, yeah. it's actually... It takes time, but it wouldn't be as much time as building those signs all over again. Yeah. But last week, I mentioned I wanted to learn how to do silicone molds, because I think that'd be fun. I would like to do more epoxy projects. It's so... <laughs> not not the current epoxy trends that are happening, that mm-hmm. everyone is making, but I would just... But I think that all comes down to patience, because I'm not willing to make a mold, like a melamine-like mold for stuff. So that's just me being lazy. But I guess if I have more time to do stuff, it'd be different. But I'm like, it's like, I have cool ideas in my head, but not the time or patience to put them into action. Yeah. You're like, I could see that. I feel you on that. <laughs>
There's so there's the silicone mold making. There's CNC stuff. I definitely want to learn more about Premiere Pro to make editing better. And I'm trying to think. Oh, I want to learn more about ADA signage. So that's like the official term for. Let me actually let me Google it real quick. Because I was like, how would I know of ADA? It doesn't make sense. So it has to be something different. So I'm trying to figure out or remember what the ADA part stands for. So so they're basically signs that go in buildings that are for like room numbers or the restroom or uh-huh. like parking sign, like that kind of stuff. Okay. But they typically have requirements by law. So it is the ADA, thank you, Americans with Disability Act. Yeah, yeah, okay, thank you. <laughs> Why did I not? I don't know, <laughs> but I was like, that doesn't make sense, but once you started describing it, because it has to have the Braille on it, and... Correct. Okay, yeah. And I think they have to be a certain size, too, depending on what they are. So there's a way to do the... They do. Correct. So if you if I want to try and get clients for building signage... That would be, I guess, more repeat style business for signage. Uh-huh. It would be things like room numbers and restroom signs and all these like little signs that are like, if you go to a business office, there's like 50 of them on a the floor, uh-huh. that kind of stuff. But there's specific legal requirements for size, uh, like the tactile, so the braille yeah. and all that other stuff that you have to adhere to by law. So I want to learn more about that and see if that's something that I want to try to get into as part of the business. I wonder if there's like a class you could take. I don't know. Because it would it kind of be like builder's code, I would assume. I'm not sure. To do something like that. But there's also machinery that goes along with that, whether you're doing... So there are machines that will do the braille dots, uh-huh. and there are machines that will print the dots as like raised. Right. Uh, so there's different ways to do it. But they all cost money. Everything costs money. So it's not something I can do right now, mm-hmm. but I think it's going to take a while to learn what I would need anyway. So I think long term, it might be something that I can add to the business. <laughs> but it's also one of those things that you can get in trouble if you don't do it right. Yes. So it's a big, I guess, legal risk. I wonder who gets, I guess, you because you would be responsible to know what they needed done correctly. It wouldn't be yes. the business's responsibility to know how to get it done. Correct. So. so, I mean, there's definitely a lot of different requirements that I have to read up on. And it's, I think it's something that you could make a business doing because there's so many commercial properties that need this kind of stuff. Yeah, and it's all shippable too. But you need to know what you're getting into. You can't just be like, yeah, I can make that. Right. Is without knowing, because then you can get in legal trouble if you are not meeting the official requirements for it. That'd be cool. So I'm sure there's training classes somewhere. Probably not where you live, because it's never that easy. <laughs> yeah, it's probably like, oh, it's only offered here. <laughs> but yeah, so that's something I want to learn more of. Your little wheels are spinning, man. Coming up with all kinds of different ideas. Well, it's I'm trying to come up with things that would be more repeat business because custom signs for people's shops are like a one and right. done. people don't typically want more than one and then even then you get people with scroll saws or cncs or other laser people that make similar stuff right so it's hard to stay competitive in something like that well especially when people start copying you so i mean i mean to a point it's flattering that people think i'm good enough to copy but then it's also annoying because they copy you and then they undercut your pricing yeah i don't so I don't think anyone's copied me. I'm not that cool. I don't know. It's just annoying. 
It's but I also I I get that people are like, oh, I can do that too, like engraving mugs or whatever. I had two or three people this week say, oh, I want to get a laser so I can engrave mugs. Okay, <laughs> they're like, well, what do I need? A laser, a you rotary. Do this, yeah, but you don't do any research other than ask somebody. That's their research is just re- reaching out to you. Like, I don't mind answering questions, but you should probably use Google and try, <laughs> try to research it a little bit before you get into something like that. Yeah. it's None of this stuff is easy either. Like, yeah. everyone, I keep getting like, oh, if I had a CNC, I'd use it all the time. And like, how, like why aren't you cutting your charcuterie boards on the CNC? I'm like, it l- takes so much more time to design a file and program it and like attach the material to your waste board and do all this and like set the depth of your cut and all this stuff versus me just taking the jigsaw out and like cutting this board up. I'm like, there's a huge learning curve because you have to have software mm-hmm. that runs the robot. Like it's not like the robot knows what to do immediately. Like you have to program it. So that's what frustrates me. Yeah. Like when people just say like, Oh, you have, I'm like, who do you think programs the robot? Like, when it's like, it must be nice to have the CNC. It must be nice to have it do the work for you. It's like, I still have to do work and put time into it. People don't understand. It's so annoying. And even, like... I get the same thing for laser. Yeah, and then it's, like, not all stuff... Nothing's the same. So, say you had you cut into quarter-inch MDF, and now someone wants three-quarter-inch MDF. So, now you have to change out the file so it cuts, you know. And make sure you remember to do that, because I've done it several times where I forget that I'm cutting in a different material, and now you've wasted material, and you have to do it over again. It's just... That that drives me crazy, I think, because I'm like, that's it's not as easy as it looks. I feel your pain. And I'm not even very good at it, but... <laughs> well, I get the same stuff. Yeah. Where people are like, oh, the laser just does it for you. I'm like, okay, here's what they sent me. You figure out how yeah. to do that. And then it sucks if you're, like, trying to carve something out and you forget to, like, set the depth at the first, like, few shallow passes. And it's mm-hmm. like you go to max depth that. immediately and you're like, oh, there goes a $60 bit right there. So I haven't, well, thankfully I don't have a bit, but I've definitely set the depth wrong, (laughs) but I've had people. Oh, now my laser's on fire. Oh yeah, that must be easy. Like, except for when you get, you have to laser cut something. So you need the actual like path. Yeah. You can't just leave it as a image. So you need the vector path. And then the client sends you this. 200 by 200 <laughs> pixel image that when you scale it up it becomes nothing but blocks like boxy. It's 8-bit, yeah. 8-bit design so then you have to figure out how to get it from that rastery junk to a vector like that all takes practice and learning and knowledge and hours upon hours of design work like it's not easy like yeah we make it look easy because all we show you is the machine running yeah and in time lapse and only a, like a success, not the fails. You know what I mean? Because yeah, that's it. Looks way cooler when it's successful versus a fail. <laughs> like that's because I'm not like I don't care in, like to show that I'm perfect or whatever. I do mis- make mistakes, but it's like no, like it's not as cool when the robot's like stuck in your walnut. You know what I mean? So it mm-hmm. looks cool when it's done the engraving correct. So, that's the postable stuff. Yeah. So I mean, I. I think that's, I'm all for people learning CNC and laser stuff. It just drives me nuts when people are like, oh, I want to buy a laser. This is the one I want to buy. Will this do everything that you do? (laughs) Like, 
for one, why does it matter if it does everything I do? It's like, you should be trying to figure out how to be different than me, right. not the same. For two, you're talking about a $100 machine off eBay versus a $30,000 machine that's professional. Yeah. Grade. No, it will not do all the same things. My you own. know what I would like to learn? Don't expect it to. But like, would be a total investment because I would need everything. Is I would like to learn how to turn, but then I would need the lathe and those yeah. tools. So, but I wouldn't mind That's another... like just learning on someone else's and like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like going and using theirs and like paying a fee. And I'm pretty sure at the little open shop that's here in town, they have that. I think it would just be fun. Like, I feel like that would be so cathartic to sit and turn something and have like all those chips flying at you and everything because i've watched it I've only ever turned a pen like i think it would just be like simple little stuff it's not like i want to make table legs or anything but little pens tops something like that it was fun when i did the pen yeah i think it'd be cool and the fact that they could just oil it on there like they have their you know what i mean they put their finish wallets on the lathe i think that's so cool mm-hmm. they take a class i should take a class i know they have they all the classes that i've looked at that they offer there. I'm like, oh, I already know how to do that stuff. Not like braggy, but it's like a lot of intro classes to like how to use a table saw. And I was like, oh, I kind of know how to use that. Could be better, but they're not teaching you how to make sleds or anything like that. So, but it, yeah, that'd be, I would, I'll have to look to see. I think there's a second place in town now that offers classes for like that kind of woodworking stuff. So I'll have to see if they offer it. I need to make a table saw sled. For cross-cut. I think I need a more powerful table saw if I'm going to make a sled. I'm okay with the table saw I have. Oh, your saw stop? I'm, yeah. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's not the most powerful one, but it definitely Well, I just have the, co- does the, the job. cobalt job site one, and it's, it's okay, but it definitely doesn't have a ton of power to it. I think mine might do better if I switched it to 220. Oh, I'm sure. Because right now it's 110. So I have extra electrical now because of the way I had them do the patio cover. So I need to have an electrician come out and try and set up 220 for me. Even if it's just one outlet in the shop of 220. Because all my stuff is... Still more than... Yeah, because all my stuff is mobile anyways. So if I had mm-hmm. to like pull over the jointer to plug into that one and then pull that out and then pull something else in, like it wouldn't be that big of a deal. Except I have an old Delta that's solid cast iron. So it's kind of, it's not that easy to (laughs) manipulate. See, too stuffy. Manipulate, but it's doable. Yeah, I'd say it's doable. I just need an electrician. Well, I have one. I just need him to have some free time. (laughs) There you go. I also, oh, I also want to learn more about doing, and I don't know if it'll happen in 2020, but I've seen a lot of signage that is like, vinyl prints mm-hmm. that the they print onto the vinyl and then they laminate the vinyl and then they wrap that vinyl onto like a piece of plexiglass or acrylic or whatever oh. and then they'll backlight it interesting so you know if you go to like a movie theater yeah and they have those like printed glass panels yeah. by the snack section where like it's a like a cup of coca-cola or whatever so those are basically like vinyl wrapped or printed sign so either it's uv printing where they print directly to it or it's a vinyl wrap where they printed the vinyl laminated it and then wrapped it onto a piece of acrylic or plexiglass or whatever so i want to learn more about that stuff which is you know a whole different set of machinery but he froze again
I think I just did that so, so I could go sneeze and blow my nose. <laughs> so Martina would like to learn how to get better. I already know what the problem is. I'd have to switch providers, and I get such a good deal with AT&T that we're just going to have to deal with it. Okay. <laughs> Unless someone wants to pay for my internet service. Nope. I don't. <laughs> so anyways, I think that's probably a good wrap-up point for us. And then we can take this into the after show. Well, what we want to do is... Oh, yes, yes, yes. Go ahead. To see what other people want to. We want well. to do like a Q and A style episode. You guys submit a question to us, and we answer it. Create some dialogue about it. So after listening to this episode, message us. You can email us. We'll probably check because, it right before we record next week. <laughs> yeah, because we want to see what you want to learn. See if we can help with that. So there's, I guess it would help to know what we. What, I guess, topics we I know? I know how to do some woodworking. You knew, know how to do a little bit. You're you're okay with a laser. Yeah, I'm, I'm okay like, laser. intro level CNC. I'm okay at Adobe Illustrator. <laughs> we're, we're, we're mediocre at all things maker-related. but <laughs> I feel like I'm better than mediocre, but I'm going to downsell but it. But I also okay. think... We may be able to speak to things that we haven't done. Like, we probably know how to do yeah. it, but just haven't had the time to do it. I've also done a lot of 3D modeling. Or we know how to point people in the right direction, because, like, based off the community that you have, the community that I have. We definitely have a lot of people we can ask the question to if we don't know the yeah. answer. So, submit your questions. Preferably before... Instagram, email, whatever. Uh, the 30th. Please and thank you, because we record on Saturdays. Yeah. And we'll... We'll try to post it on Instagram, too, to get some yeah. questions. Because we want to see if we can help you learn something new, too. I like it. So, with that, we're going to go to the after show, which, if you're interested in looking at the after show and listening to it, you can go to patreon.com slash podcast And look through it and see if it's something that you want to look into. If not, that's cool, too. All right. Until next time. You ready? Yep. All right. See you there. Thanks for listening. If you're interested in supporting this podcast, head to www.makervisionpodcast.com, where you can purchase merchandise or donate. You'll also be able to join the email list to stay up to date with the podcast. Find us on Instagram at Maker Vision Podcast or join the Facebook group Maker Vision Tribe.